0: Hello and welcome to Millennial Ministry, the podcast for young adults for Village Presbyterian Church. I'm your host, I guess that's that's what they call me, Matt. Um, with me again, just like last week, um, is Hallie and Trenton. How are you guys?
1: Hello.
2: Hey, I'm Matt, you're kind of the host and the ringmaster, let's be honest.
0: <laughs> I'm the conductor, if we're, if we're talking about music, there you go. music things. If the conductor also played from the piano, like in olden days.
1: There you go
2: a good role for
0: you. I wish I could play the piano. It's just, I hope making
2: uh, this entails what like in full concert uh, tails. The oh yeah, the whole deal.
0: I mean, I, I have a tuxedo. There I do go. not have tails. I've not needed that particular.
2: You are
1: wearing your tuxedo right now, correct? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, uh, all
0: all Zoom meetings tuxedo. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, one time in, uh, I think it was in in high school. Um, our assistant band director during our Christmas concert. Uh, he had a like bedazzled Christmas-themed uh, cummerbund, which for those that for those of you who don't wear tuxedos and don't know what a cummerbund is, it's basically like uh, like a belt kind of slash sash thing. Anyway, it's it's got more uh, more area to to show off any flair that you have. So he had, it was just like a whole Christmas cummerbund thing.
1: I'm in uh, favor of that. Yeah, all the Christmas flair, please.
0: That's right. Uh, this week we are wrapping up our series on Advent songs. So our first week, uh, if you didn't uh, hear out of the podcast, was about the waiting, the expectancy of Jesus's birth. Uh, last week uh, we talked about the event itself and the songs surrounding the event, uh, including the good old "Mary, Did You Know" discourse that every church should have.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: this week we're talking about the what I'm just going to call. What now? So we have a baby Jesus. They're back. They're going to leave the barn. (laughs) <laughs> what, what, what does this all mean? The first song that we're going to talk about uh, is O Come All Ye Faithful, um, which was a Christmas carol that's been around for a long time. It's been attributed to a couple of different authors, as these, these kinds of things sometimes are. The, to the text itself isn't you know super nailed down, um, but the English translation of the song uh, was written in 1841, a couple hundred years old. It's, it's been around for a while. And it's about what now? So uh, Trenton, I guess Jesus has been born. W- what now?
2: I mean, that's a great question. You know, first, poor Mary has one hell of an uncomfortable donkey ride back home. But, uh, you know, I think that's the big question theologians have been trying to answer is, you know, if you're if you are in that society and in that world, you've been waiting for the Savior. Uh, I mentioned on one of the last on one of our earlier podcasts that between the end of the Old Testament. The beginning of the new was about four hundred years of just quiet. Nobody heard a peep, and then all of a sudden, boom! Jesus, manger, he's out. So I think that o "Come All You Faithful" is a song that, in some ways, calls us back to the beginnings of our faith, and calls us back to this—the faith of, all right, Christ is here. What do we do with this information? Um, how then should we live?
1: So so part of it, like what next? So the, the strange thing, contrary a little bit to what Trenton just said, but the strange thing about the story, and I think it's the same, like very human strangeness that every new parent feels is that there's like this highly anticipated, highly awaited event, and then it happens. And then here now today, parents just take this newborn home and suddenly have to keep it alive and figure out all the things, but the event has, has come. And now the baby's here. And there's always a moment in those first couple of weeks when I hear from our new parents where there's just kind of this like, uh, okay, (laughs) now what do I do? It's just here and has to be fed and changed and we're not sleeping. And, but like, what else are we supposed to be doing with it? And so really there's like another, another season of waiting, a different kind of waiting that involves some work and some attentiveness and some participation. Mm-hmm. And in the story, depending on what gospel you're reading, cause they're all different. Right. But like in, in Matthew, after this event, they go to Egypt and we don't e- either way, we don't hear much about what happens next in any of the gospels. We don't hear really, um, you know, there's that one story about Jesus his parents losing him and him being found in the temple. But other than that, he just kind of is being raised as a as a child and kind of beyond the view of the world and the gospel writers, which is a bit unextraordinary, which I kind of love. It's just how, <laughs> it's just kind of how life is.
2: I was going to know if Jesus had a curfew, but that was my one of my big questions. Like when he went out at Nazareth, were they like, hey get your ass back here by midnight. I mean, seriously, like I'm I'm always wondering. Oh, for
1: sure. I mean, not before they lost him, then definitely afterwards.
2: Mm -hmm. Here's an interesting thing that I think is worth calling out in this song is it's a song that, like Matt said, was attributed to a lot of people. Um, One person is attributed to that I particularly like to think it was, was a guy named Bonaventure. And this guy was um, a scholar and lived in the 1200s and Big Bonnie was into art and theology and the mixture of the two, but liked to use art to teach theology. And uh, this song does that in one key way. So uh, the early church had this big argument over, was God or God and Jesus co-equal? Or was God like the big mob boss? And then Jesus was like his first lieutenant and the Holy Spirit was like the henchman running around doing things. And then other people were saying, no, they're all three equal. As it all shakes out, uh, we believe, and and across every Christian tradition, that God and Jesus are co-equal. Um, that means they are both God, everybody's equal, everybody's everybody's in line. In this song, it includes a line to settle that, and it says, uh, very God, begotten, not created. And I think that that's the other part of this is as we encounter Jesus at Christmas, while he's the early story Jesus sets out to define who he is. He sets out in his early in his ministry to explore his his own self, his own person. And you know, Jesus was thirty when he started his ministry. He was roughly the age that a lot of us are now, or will be, or have been, depending on your particular age and stage. And I think that that is kind of a key thing at Christmas too. Is as we enter the new year, we're, we're starting over with our faith. We're starting over with where, with where we are in the world. And we enter this new year with this glorious news that Christ has come. Now what? Now we have to figure out what we're going to do with it in 2021.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think just more generally, um, just going a little back to what we were talking about the what now, there there are these types of events that we look forward to and then they happen. And then afterwards, like you just gotta do stuff, right? So, a couple events that people have have a lot of people have gone through in one way or another is uh, is marriage, right? So you have the wedding day, you're both married, yay! Now now you're married, right? You, now you just like gotta be married together for as long as you're married, and it's not like. A huge wedding day every year. It's just you have to, to to do stuff now, right? It's just a different sort of phase. Um, and graduation is like that too. You know, you work towards your degree, and you get your degree, and it's and it's an even bigger change because uh, now you don't go to school anymore. Now you have this degree. Now you just gotta you gotta do stuff, right? And I sort of think that. Uh, you know, "O come, all ye faithful," which is about people coming to sing adoration to Christ the Lord, as it says uh, three times every verse, is a transition into a new, a new age, a new time of being, and that is sort of the the beauty of of Christmas is that it's not just an event, but it's a transitional period to something new that we get to continue to do.
1: Yeah. And I think there's, I mean, there's a there's a mandate in the song, I feel like like part of the move of faith is like, what do we do? What now? It's just to come, right? Like over and over to just say, well, just come and adore, just come and praise, just come and see. Um, which Jesus repeats early in his ministry. Just come and see if you want to know, which is a good mandate still here and now. Do we have to know all of the mysteries of the faith? Do we have to understand fully the incarnation? Do we have to know, you know, what it was that Jesus experienced and did in those early years that we don't have any record of? Well, no, not really. (laughs) Um, Those are for us to contemplate again every year and to constantly be Seeking through the mystery for, but really the mandate is just come.
2: Yeah, and I think I agree with that 100. And I think this is an interesting book to our series. We started with "O Come, o Come Emmanuel," and in "O Come, o Come Emmanuel," so they both both these songs, the openings translate as "come" as a command, right? So we're telling someone to do something. In the first verse version, um, "O Come, o Come Emmanuel," it's us commanding Christ to hustle. Uh, Vinny is a command to say, let's go, come on. Adeste comes from a Latin verb that means I am present um, in its basic form and its singular, singular form. And so in this translation, it's saying, come be present. Come be here. Come be, come be part of this. Come be part of the team. Come be part of this, of this thing that's happening right now, to quote a popular musical, I think that it's a different, it's a different sense of the word and they're both, they both say come, they both say get here, but one is saying come be part of this and one is saying Christ come help us. And so it's a different, it's a different spin on the story.
1: The subject I think is different, right? Do you think, I mean like in one, like we are crying out for God to come and then the next we are kind of calling for each other that like, oh, look, God has come. And so... This is what we do now. We also have to show up in response and not show up to a place, right? Like not come to the church, but come as in, come and be present mm-hmm. to this thing that has happened.
2: Yeah. There's a, a cool thing that happens every Christmas Eve, although COVID, the Christmas service has been the same at Westminster Abbey for hundreds of years. And uh, the Westminster Abbey is the central church of London, right? It's the church that's attached to their palace of government and the whole thing. And every year as the archbishop processes in, they sing the song uh, and halfway through the song, the entire processional stops at the manger and pays respect and they um, have incense and the whole deal. And then they go on around the manger and to the altar singing the song. And I think that it, it it's two things that, the world stopped when Christ was born, but then the world started spinning again. And so there's this monumental change that we all get to be part of, but we don't get to just stay here all year. And that's kind of the the tragedy and the glory of it, that we get to come back every year and stop and take a break and take a rest and take a moment to be here. And then we keep going because there's still things happening and there's still pandemics to solve and people to help and things to do. And I think that that's kind of the thing that the entire British empire stopped at this manger and then kept going and we get to do the same thing. We get to kind of be here and then go back out.
0: Our other uh, song that you'll hear at the end and that we're discussing is uh, Joy to the World. Unlike some of the other stuff that we've talked about, this was uh, an English hymn from the start written by uh, a man named Isaac Watts, so there's no Latin to translate. Sorry, Trenton. But uh, in the first line of the first verse, it's joy to the world, the Lord has come. So again, this get over here is still a theme. and in, in this case, it's the Lord is over here. Now mm-hmm. we can be joyful, which is is i think sometimes one of the things about christmas that that i sort of remember every year or grow to recognize is that because we're in a new phase of of being here on this earth because jesus has come to the earth that we should be joyful and we should be rejoicing even when things are bad just because it's it's a new day it's a new and hopeful period of time just because Jesus came here and we have hope through him and through God. So even when everything is definitely not joyful, I think one of the things about Christmas that's important and one of my favorite things is just a sort of reminder, a poke in the ribs to be like, hey, you're, you're supposed to be you know, joyful. There's supposed to be joy and rejoicing even when things are bad. And I, I think that's sometimes a little painful uh, when the poke in the ribs is a little hard, some years harder than others, but uh, necessary, all the same,
1: which is different, right? Like, which we believe as people of faith is different than saying be happy. To have this joy is to recognize that there's just something else going on in the world that despite despite all evidence to the contrary, the light still shines. right? There's a countercultural pull to it that despite whatever the darkness is that's looming for that year in this particular year it's more obvious for all of us because we're experiencing most of the same thing with COVID it's not to say well just ignore it and be happy it's to say no no no, pay attention to it and in spite of it choose joy at least in these moments as where as far as the story is concerned and as far as this Season is concerned. recognize that God has come into the world and there's reason for joy in that.
2: Yeah. And I think that, you know, it, it's a return to the song celebrates a return to order into into the, you know, in inter Christmas Day and the Christmas tide. That joy to the world talks about how we're back to how things were when God created the earth. When when she created the earth, that there were no thorns, there was no we, uh, humans and had to work the ground to like get food out of it. Presumably, we didn't eat animals. Like things were just progressing the way they should have. And then pride got in the way and we all screwed up. And then we're out of the garden. But the song celebrates that the Savior reigns. And though there are still bad things in the world, there's a cure for the curse.
0: Well, that about covers it for uh, this week's Advent Carol, uh, Christmas Carol series, Advent time. Uh, is over as far as our podcast is concerned. Um, when it goes live, it'll still be Advent. You can visit our website at villagepresya.org for more information. Um, the church is still closed, unfortunately, um, but there are other things that are happening. Hallie, we're taking the month of January off, uh, but what will our ministry look like in the future and how should we go about finding out what's going on?
1: A couple of things. First, as we're talking about coming, I will invite you to come to the church on Christmas Eve. As you know, our services are all online to keep everybody safe, but um, I do think that there's something important and joyful about making that ritualistic uh, journey to the church on Christmas Eve, on a day that is holy. And so on Christmas Eve, we are constructing, by we, 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 I currently mean myself, so Jesus help me. Constructing a giant wooden star in the yard of the Village on Mission campus that will have some things, some interactive things to do and some I'll be there. We'll have some pastors and volunteers there in masks all outside. Um, But we just want there to be a reason for you to journey to the church on Christmas Eve. So check that out. Pay attention to that. It will be a cool thing. Very different than what we are used to, Uh, but I think doing different things in this year and doing different things really in any season of Christmas where none of it really makes sense Mm is an important thing. So check that out. Um, And then as for what we're doing in the new year, we are going to be doing some celebrating that 2020 is over. While we don't know what joy is ahead of us for 2021, it's not 2020 anymore. And there's reason to celebrate for that. So um, just pay attention to the website and there will be things there soon keep listening and we will have some music for you uh, for your day uh, recorded from our gathering service that we talked about in this podcast episode.